So we're up to the. Um, oh, observe the morning. We're up to the second uh, talk of the Rebbe in this ring on page Chavdal Um So far, we discussed this page Chavdal. Uh, so far, we discussed um, that since Parshas Para and Parshas Chachedesh precede the end of the Pesach, and Pesach was a complete Geula, therefore it's associated with, with Simcha. And now um, the Rebbe continues on this and, and, and this explains that it's not just because Parshas Para is, is, um, is, uh, is, is um, before Pesach, but also intrinsically there's a connection between Parshas Para and Simcha. We said before that Parshas Para is a time of joy because it precedes the Yantav of Pesach. And therefore, it's there's the Simcha in the heart, and the heart is a place where the essence of the Neshama rests. And Hashem said to the Egyptians, try to eat the Karim Pesach, they can't because if you didn't lay the day of the heart knows its pain. And since the Jewish people experience the pain of being in Egypt, only they are able to experience the full simcha of being released from Egypt. So that's the passage that we brought to explain the joy in the season. Yeah, the Zohar is referring to the Egyptian, and also we learned uh, yesterday how there's some things that your heart knows that the rest of your body does not know. Yesterday. And just like the Rebbeim, the Rebbeim uh, are called the heart of the Jewish people, and they feel the joy of the future of the, of the coming of Mashiach. Just like you, your heart feels things your brain does not know, so to the, Re, the, the Rebbeim, or the heart of the Jewish people, they could already feel the future redemption happening. And from the Simcha that our Rebbeim have, this brings Simcha to all the Jewish people, so already, not just we're experiencing the joy of Pesach, but we're able to experience the joy of the coming Mashiach because the uh, the heart feels the Simcha. So now we're going to continue and talk about how Parshish Para has relationship to the Simcha. The Rebbe delivered a Maimah this Fabrengen in which he spoke about the words that are the beginning of Parshish Para this is the law of the Torah. Chukas loshen chakika. The word chukas means to be engraved. Just like when you engrave letters upon a diamond, so the letters are part and parcel of the diamond. And that's something which is extraneous, something foreign. Like letters which, when you write on, on a piece of paper, so the letters that you're writing in the piece of paper are two different things. That means when you engrave something, the thing upon which the thing upon which you engrave and the uh, letters themselves are one. So in the writing model, when you write, there's a difference between the paper you're writing on and the, and the letters. There's, there's something foreign to the paper. But engraving means that you're doing something which is part and parcel with the thing that you're engraving upon. In other words, engraving is connected to a place 
where there's nothing foreign. So just like we said before about that in the joy of the heart there can be no strangers, and we said that this means even the brain cannot participate in the joy because the brain is like a stranger to the heart. So this idea of, 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 of there being this space of intimacy where there's nothing else invited, that is connected to the idea of Pashas Para, where we're talking about engraved letters which do not leave room for anything foreign. When the essence is there, the essence brings with it also the expression of the essence. The Rebbe Hashab, in his last Purim in this world, at a time when things were going to be very, start to become very dangerous to Jewish people, with the rise of communism, uh, the Rebbe Hashab said, We will remain whole, not only with, he said this in Tafresh Pei, Tafresh Pei was 102 years ago, in uh, 19. Leave that for someone else to figure that out. Okay. We will remain whole not only with our essence, but also with our whole expression. That means not only will, will there be a wholesomeness in the core, but also in the expression of the essence. Uh, perhaps it means something like this: like you know, you could you could be uh, you could be intact in your very core. But it doesn't mean that you can do all the things that uh, that you want to do. It doesn't mean that you could have the same customs, you could have the same lifestyle. So Rav said, we will remain whole not only in our essence, but also with our full expression. That means that there won't be anything, there won't be anything uh, detracted from who Lubavitch is and what Lubavitch needs to be. So that we need Rati Vashu Shuparaduma, In the red heifer itself, we have essence and we have expression of essence. The red heifer is made up of ashes and water. Ashes are created by fire, and the nature of fire is to ascend. So fire represents the um, fire represents the this idea of of yearning, and water, which ascends, represents this idea of descending and following what Hashem wants you to do. So there's yearning, ratsui, and there's shuv. There is obedience. What Hashem wants you to do. So in the Paraduma, we have obedience, we have going down, doing the mission we have to do, and we have yearning. So these two kinds of feelings, water and fire, correspond to essence and expression. Hashem's desire is the essence. Shuv, what you got to do, that, that's connected to essence. And uh, your yearning to be close to Hashem, that's your expression. So in Paraduma, we have both essence and expression. So where, where we're going is just I mentioned parenthetically that whenever you, in addition to Paraduma representing the idea of the essence, it includes within it also the idea of expression. If there's a, the essence doesn't mean to exclude expression, but in Paraduma there is this intimate space called essence, represented by the engraved letters, uh, highlighted by the word chukas, which means to engrave, and. This, this is parallel to what we learned in the first uh, talk of the Rebbe over here, that, that the essence of the, that essence of the Neshama rests in the heart, and the heart is a place where no stranger can enter. It's a place of 
of, of intimacy. Since the paradumba is the idea of engraving, in an it's something which is associated with essence, a place where there cannot be anything foreign. This is connected to the joy of the heart, which comes from the essence of the neshama, a place where there cannot be anything foreign, including the brain. Paraduma, which is, which is connected to the idea of essence, is associated with the heart. The, the, not the external part of the heart, as we learned yesterday, the external part of the heart is the animal soul, but the innermost part of the heart is, is a place where the essence of the neshama rests. So the paraduma, which means essence, engraving, which is about essence, is connected to the essence of the essence of the neshama, which rests in the heart. This idea that paradum is associated with essence is also alluded to in the Aftorah this week, which talks about the redemption. When Hashem introduces in the Aftorah the various features that we will experience, Mashiach will come, I will gather you from all nations. I'll take you from all nations. I'll gather you from all lands. Ouch. Hashem says, not doing this for your sake, house of Israel, rather I'm doing this for my sake of my holy name, which you disgraced among the nations that you have been to. As it says in the Haftorah, the various details uh, about what we've done. Seemingly, by emphasizing that Hashem is not doing it for our sake, seems to uh, bring to a feeling of bitterness. Hashem says, it's not because of you, you don't deserve this. I'm doing this because of my holy name. So that, thinking about that, brings us to feel very, very upset. Hashem said that I will protect the city and save the city for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. Hashem told us to I'm going to save everybody because of my own sake and because of my, the sake of David, my servant. So Chizkiah, he thought that the merit of his own would be sufficient to protect the city. And Hashem said, no. It's not because of your sake, it's because of the sake of David. How did Chizkiah feel when Hashem said that? Omer al-Zeh, Chizkiah said, this peace is very bitter for me. Even when God told him, you will have peace for him, that felt bitter. Because he, didn't, because he felt like Hashem was rejecting him. So Chizkiah just heard Hashem say, I'm not doing this for your. I'm doing this. Hashem didn't say I'm not doing this for your sake. Hashem just, just said I'm doing this for the sake of David, and yet he was very upset. How much more so in this haftarah, where Hashem specifically highlights and specifies and contrasts and says, "I am not doing this for your sake because you didn't act properly. Rather, I'm doing this for my my, my sake." That certainly should bring to a feeling of bitterness. And the answer for this is Hashem 
The Gemara is discussing the coming of Mashiach and the pain that the world will experience before the coming of Mashiach, the birth pangs, birth pangs of Mashiach. So the Gemara says that one tzaddik said, I don't want to see the pain, I don't want to see Mashiach, rather, I don't want to go through all this pain. The other tzaddik said, let him come, and I would like to be in the, in the trough of a donkey. You know what the said, trough of a donkey? Remember? Okay. Kufis tachamri, does he? I, I don't care how I'm, I, 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 where I am. I don't care if I'm, I'm, wherever I may be, as long as I could see Mashiach. The main thing is that Mashiach will come. I feel main is chushay, so it doesn't matter if it's not in our merit. Doesn't matter if it's in our merit, not in our merit, at least if Mashiach shall come. Like the original Rebbe once said, in reference to someone that was talking about who Mashiach is. So the original Rebbe said, it doesn't matter who it is. Whoever it may be, it doesn't matter as long as he comes. The main point is, we're talking about the coming of Mashiach. Doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it, there's no significance whether it is in our merit, not in our merit. Since Mashiach is about revelation of God's essence, which is above everything, so there's no... There's no um, Everything else is negligible. Doesn't matter our merit, not our merit. Someone was once telling the Rebbe about the various negative things about Tzimah Mashiach comes. The shame that we'll experience. That's why we pray every day in davening. Let us not be embarrassed. Let us not be ashamed forever. What's it, what's that referring to? Imagine Mashiach comes and we realize like what we should have been doing. So we're very embarrassed. We ask Hashem every day. Don't let me be embarrassed forever after Mashiach comes. So the Rebbe said that, I don't, I don't know the exact quote, but what I remember is something to the effect of like, there's a lot of wonderful things will happen when Mashiach will come. And all the negative things that, that you're describing, they're, they're, that, that, those are feelings will be negligible. The, the joy that we're going to experience, the revelation of God's essence, everything else will be, whatever negative feeling there is, uh, is, is not going to be tefes and makam. It won't matter to us. So, Similarly, does although the Avtera highlights that the, the, our redemption will not come in our merit, rather because of God. Yeah. What? Oh, I'd rather not be in the trough of the. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm not going to be in the trough of the donkey. I'm going to be in the feces of the, of the donkey. Even, Even the feces of the donkey, as long least, as it comes. Long as Mashiach comes, let me be in the feces of the donkey. But let me see Mashiach. Doesn't matter. So this is highlighted in the after specifically of Parshas Para. Why in Parshas Para? What's Parshas Para about? We just said Parshas Para is called Chuka. What's Chuka mean? Engraved. And what's engraved means something which does not allow anything foreign to be there. It's such an intimate space where all there is is the core. So when you're talking about a core issue, so it doesn't matter in that, 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 at that place, it is in your merit, not in your merit. In other words, although we're talking about Chizkiah Melech, and Chizkiah Melech was a tzaddik, so much so the Gemara said that Hashem wanted to make Chizkiah Mashiach. And yet, uh, he, he, it did matter to him when Hashem said to him, I'm not going to protect the city in, in your merit, only in merit of David Melech. But the Rebbe says, when we're talking about the coming of Mashiach, how was, how was Hashem protecting the city? We're talking about the big stakes over here, coming of Mashiach. 
we're talking about something. So then we're able to um, we're able to to, to ignore uh, what what whether it is an emir or not an emir. At least Mashiach Shakam doesn't matter. When the stakes are so high, when we're talking about such an incredible thing happening. So we're able to even us or Neanderthals who are we're not not close to the level of of. Uh, we don't know anybody who knows anybody who knows anybody who's close to the level of Chizkei Melech, and yet because it's Parshas Para, which is about focusing on essence, so it doesn't matter whether we, we were able to say these words. It doesn't matter how this um, how this how this will happen. Think about the the words of Baal Shem Tev. Baal Shem Tev explains verse one hundred two of Tehillim, prayer of a poor man, the prayer of a poor man. David Melech says. He pours out his words before Hashem. So the Baal Shem Tev explains that the prayer of a poor man is, what does a poor man want? Someone who's been through you know, that kind of hardship, etc. All he wants is to pour his heart out before God. He doesn't care about anything else. Hashem gave the famous analogy of, um, of a king who invited everyone to his palace and to partake of anything they want in the palace. And everyone got uh, sidetracked by various items in the palace. Some people looked at the music, some people looked at the art, some people looked at the antiques. Everyone wanted something else in the palace. But this poor guy who had been through so much in life, he ignores the music and ignores the pastries and ignores the, ignores the room with the literature and ignores the room with the antiques, ignores the room with the diamonds, and he goes straight into the king. And he says, all I want is to talk to you. So in other words, why does a poor man have this kind of feeling? Because a poor man is disillusioned with everything else. Because because of the hardship he's experienced, it all doesn't matter to him. He's able to be, he's able to focus on the core, what really matters. And therefore, he goes straight to the king. So since this Aftera is about the essence, the Parsha is about the essence, and therefore the Aftera, which is supposed to mirror the Parsha, is about the essence, so therefore... It's it, it, the the uh, what's highlighted in the Aftera is this idea of of one Mashiach to come. Doesn't matter how he comes. Now sometimes you think about wanting the, wanting the coming of Mashiach. What Mashiach is about? You think about like, okay, I'm going to uh, be able to take care of my bank account and the IRS and the issues and the, what I'm worried about this, worried about that, and that's all true. As everyone said, Mashiach will come. All of our hearts' desires be fulfilled for good. But uh, that's, that's not the essence of what Mashiach is about. The essence of Mashiach is the revelation of God's essence, the revelation of godliness in the world. So when we're talking about such an amazing thing, so at that level of joy, nothing matters. At that level of joy, when we will bond with God's essence, everything else is, is, is insignificant. Um, next next line could add in Parshas Para itself we see the idea of, of essence more uh, in Parshas Para than we do in uh, the Carbon Pesach although the word Chukah is used by Parshas by the Carbon Pesach as well it says this is the law of Pesach however we see more the idea of essence in Parshas Para than we do in the Karim Pesach. How so? In general, our Rebbeim, whenever it came to a holiday, they always spoke about the virtue of that holiday. 
and how that holiday is greater than all other holidays. And the Mormon Rosh Hashanah says Rosh Hashanah is the greatest holiday, nothing greater. Being the Malchus, Malchus of all of all spheres, in the holidays of Pesach, it says that Pesach is the biggest holiday, nothing higher than Pesach. And so to the Mormon of every Yontiv, it always speaks about how that Yontiv is the greatest holiday. And the reason is, how could it be, how can Pesach and Yom Rosh Hashanah both be the greatest holiday? The answer is because on the time of that Yontiv, the light of Hashem associated with that Yontiv shines in heaven. And in that time, the virtue of that Yontiv is highlighted and compared to all, compared to all the Yontiv. In other words, every Yontiv does have a virtue. But that Yontiv, when, when the yontiv, that time of Yontiv comes, that Yontiv, that, that virtue, that Yontiv shines in heaven. And it shines in a way that, is be, that its unique feature shines in a way that you see its virtue beyond all their holidays. So when that light is revealed in heaven, it's revealed in this world as well, through our Rebbeim, through the, what they speak about, and the Chassidus that they say. And so to be Chassidim, at every time of the year, we have to learn, at least talk about, the special virtue of the time that we're in. And by talking about the virtue of the time that we're in, we are able to bring down this, this in this world. So to regarding the situation that we're in right now, that we're now we're in the Parshas Para, to speak about the virtue of Parshas Para, and how Parshas Para is even greater than Parshas Achedesh. Why is Parshas Para greater than Parshas Achedesh? Even though it says about both in the word Chukah, so we'll get to that uh, tomorrow. But the point we said so far is that, yes, every holiday has a virtue that surpasses all other holidays. And the time that holiday comes around, in heaven, that holiday is revealed and highlighted, and its virtue is highlighted, and therefore it's revealed in this world as well, that our Rebbeim talk about that virtue of that holiday, and how it surpasses all other holidays. And so to us, we, us do the same, we have to talk about what's Geshmak, and what's unique about Parshas Para, and why this is the thing, because right now, in heaven, it's revealed this great virtue of this day, and what, and what this, this day accomplishes, and no other day can. All right, to be continued. Have a great day. Let's